Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy with your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Welcome to this special segment of Manufacturing Talk Radio. We're here with Anthony Nieves, who is the committee chair for the ISMs, which is the Institute for Supply Management, non-manufacturing report on business. This is the one that dovetails with Tim Fiore's report on business. You need to go through both of these reports and see where your industries lie and those industries you interact with. Tony always shares with us a lot of great information from his report, which just came out. Tony, uh, sorry, Anthony, welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thank you. Glad to have you here. You did uh, a great job. You got the number up to 59.8. What caused it? I like to take all the credit for that, but really, <laughs> uh, what what it looks like is, uh, and our respondents have been saying this for the past few months that um, even though we had, if you if you think back two months ago, we had a little bit of a cooling off period, then we had a nice little uptick last month. But the comments from our respondents, they've been saying all along that uh, it's gearing up, that they feel the momentum coming, uh, you know, and that it would grow going into the uh, fourth quarter. And uh, this seems to be that pivotal month. And uh, the outlook uh, from what our respondents are telling us is that uh, business conditions and, and the overall economy, it looks good that we, uh, I don't know if we'll have this um, level of growth, uh, if it's sustainable or not. But for the most part, uh, it, all indications are that we'll still see uh, good growth uh, based on some of the indexes, uh, especially the leading ones. They're all talking a good game for uh, at least the beginning of 18. Uh, then I started hearing some uh, I words like inflation down that path at the end of 18, 19. Is that, do you see any of that? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question and, and uh, one that's every month kind of crops up uh, as it relates to especially uh, looking at where prices have been and where they might be going, and do we see any inflation? And at this juncture, uh, the indications are that there there isn't inflation there to, to be concerned about. Uh, also, there's no pricing power there as well. Uh, most of the uh, increases that we see in pricing across the board uh, are for the most part in the same areas that has been for the past several months for non-manufacturing. We see the volatility of you know, petroleum, petroleum-based products, uh, we see it in uh, some certain food commodities, those that might be affected by weather especially, uh, and then also um, labor. Labor has been a constraint, uh, especially skilled labor, uh, and that, you know, f- uh, not to, to get outside of the uh, the question here, but that also boils over into the employment index. Sure, sure. Anthony, you've got, is it cor- am I correct, 18 industries reporting Yes. in total? Yes. So uh, the 15 that are reporting growth in September, are they the bigger of the 18? Uh, are there any big ones in the ones that are not reporting growth? I wonder if you could share a little bit about that. Uh, sure. Now, when we look at the growth, um, and just to educate our listeners in regards to uh, you know, how do we come up with these industries and, and how is the survey comprised, it's based on their contribution to uh, GDP. Uh, each of those industries, uh, that's what we strive for in getting the amount of uh, committee members' respondents for the report each month. And when we look at the two industries that uh, contracted uh, for that month, for the month of um, 
of September. One is mining, and the other is arts, entertainment, and recreation. And we had one unchanged month over month, and that was agriculture, forestry, fishing, and hunting. So those areas, to answer your question, are not uh, from a contribution to GDP, uh, big industries. Even though mining has a, has a significant foothold, it's just not when you look at uh, at the top of the list of growth uh, is retail trade, and then it's other services, then management of companies and support services, information, utilities, you know, down throughout the 18 industries. So the bigger industries are the ones that are reflecting growth for sure. Okay. That's encouraging. So anything, you know, one of the issues that comes up is Hurricane uh, Harvey, Hurricane Irma, all the hurricanes. What's been the impact on your sector, the non-manufacturing sector of these storms? Well, we, we do see supplier delivery slowing, and the question is how much is attributed to the weather-related uh, issues that we've had in the Texas, Florida, and, and now in the Caribbean with Puerto Rico. How has that impacted the supply chain? And we, we did issue a special report uh, after after Harvey, and there was still some uncertainty as to what the long-term ramifications uh, were in regards to how this weather uh, affected uh, the deliveries and the supply chain. It definitely had an effect. It, it most certainly had a regional effect. It did uh, affect certain products like uh, the refineries in Houston, uh, produce out of Florida, uh, certain uh, specificity of, of, of different commodity groups for sure. But to put a weight on it overall as to how it impacted the overall uh, uh, supplier deliveries, there's so many other variables in there, like slower rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, trucking has been uh, an issue uh, for quite some time in regards to the number of trucks on the road. And overland trucking is a big uh, transportation mode for for the non-manufacturing sector, especially when you are looking at disparate locations for many of these multi-unit service-type companies. Uh, as an aside, and it has actually nothing to do with the non-manufacturing report, but... <clears throat> I did hear uh, yesterday we got a bulletin from uh, uh, the logistics uh, associations that 15% of the pollution in this country is caused by our trucks and railroad. That's That's interesting. It's an an amazing number. Yeah. Well, they're certainly out there burning diesel. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, in terms of... uh, the ability of the non-manufacturing sector to pass on price increases that they're experiencing. Are they still encountering headwinds to passing on the price increases? Yeah, that's a a great question and one that um, comes up periodically in regards to pricing power and the ability to either increase margin or pass through cost. And we have to think about this in, 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 in totality that even for the, the retail consumer, how much transparency there is into pricing now with the smartphone and, and everything we have, the Internet at our fingertips uh, in the palm of everyone's hand, and the competitive nature of, of online uh, services and distribution. So the mm-hmm. pricing has not really passed through that much because of the competitive set and, and the competitive nature and, you know, a fast nickel beats a slow dime uh, mentality that you see in the retail arena especially. And then when you look at um, 
the different supply chains. And interesting enough, when you see that non-manufacturing companies tend to be customers of manufacturing companies and vice versa, but in the manufacturing supply chain, they tend to not pass through as much cost to the non-manufacturing sector as well. They do other things mm. to to make it so that it's still palatable and because of the competitive nature of things out in, in for buyers and, and supply managers that, uh, you know, Norbert Orr and I would talk about this all the time when looking at the uh, various supply chains for the two different sectors. Hmm, interesting. Um, you know, in terms of uh, business activity, you know, the uh, manufacturing, of course, took a big pop. It looks like yours are taking a big pop as well. I mean, that, that's a pretty strong move upward for uh, non-manufacturing. Is a 4.5% jump unusual or is it you know, just uh, it could happen this time of the year because it's September, October? It is a big jump, even for this time of year. We always see uh, going into the fourth quarter, um, the, the, the non-manufacturing sector historically has had an upward trend, and we seasonally adjust for that as well. But that 4.5% coming from you know, 55.3 to 59.8, which is the uh, highest reading we've had for the composite index since August of 2005. And wow. Yeah, when you look at that and you're saying, okay, is this sustainable? That's the question I have is, yeah. is this going to be sustainable? Can we keep this rate of growth going uh, for the duration of the year and carry over into 2018? We'll have to see how it trends out. Okay. Well, that certainly is a nice pop. Now, the business activity and production. Uh, educate our listeners a little bit on production in non-manufacturing. We understand what it is in manufacturing. What is it in non-manufacturing that's being produced? Well, when you see that heading of business activity slash production, the production is um, is categorically for uh, manufacturing only. The business activity is the question that we ask our uh, committee members uh, in the non-manufacturing. So it's just as it as you look across the table at a glance. Okay. Uh, that's just the delineation between manufacturing and non-manufacturing. And what business activity is, is depending on, because the, the sector for non-manufacturing is so eclectic when you look at those 18 industries, it's specific to each industry as to what that activity might be. And we ask them to measure the business activity or whatever the output of that particular company is, whether it be a management company versus a retail company versus uh, you know, con constructions in there. So it, could, it varies from industry to industry. And the one thing we do ask our respondents that when they answer their questions each month, that they consistently measure the same thing, the same category, and not, you know, blur the lines into something different. Okay. And in terms of new orders, that jump of 5.9 percentage points, Again, you're, I'm sure you're going to say, is it sustainable? I, I don't know myself, but that's a, that's a major jump for new orders, is it not? Yes, it is, and, and that's, a, that's a leading indicator as to what we'll see, and it depends on the cycle time of new orders uh, to business activity that varies by industry and by company. Mm -hmm. And that is, though, what we see as a leading indicator, a leading index, and that tells us that uh, our respondents are – Right on, right in line with saying that we're going into the fourth quarter strong, and it's going to get stronger. And uh, again, we may not have that same rate of growth because 
the baseline moves each month. So now with this business activity at 61.3 and being you know 3.8 points as far as rate of growth uh, month to month, so the bar is now raised, and that now becomes your baseline. And anything uh, above uh, in growth is going to be above 50 and below 50. So that, that measurement, the starting point, changes on a monthly basis. So it makes it real difficult to really sustain that high rate of growth for a long-term basis just because the bar keeps moving. Well, we do have a situation, and I don't want to keep playing the hurricane card, but you know, there's a million cars that have been literally floated away that have to be ultimately replaced, plus the normal uh, flow of new car business for the auto industry. Uh, you're also going to have uh, increases result of uh, wood for construction, construction jobs, as well as uh, uh, furniture, new furniture purchases. So th- this can take it forward, I would think. It's going to take it more than a year going forward to play catch up on all the deficiencies that are now in that market. Would you agree with that, uh, Anthony? Absolutely. I've actually had some dialogue on in that uh, on that this morning earlier today, and yes, I the, the same on manufacturing uh, talk radio. <laughs> on, manu- on manufacturing talk radio. <laughs> and Bloomberg. Yeah, well, there's a plug. I could I could do that. So uh, <laughs> the to your point, the rebuilding effort, the the resurrection of these areas, um, uh, rehabilitation and renovation, furniture, fixtures, equipment. Uh, even, uh, you know, all the soft goods that have to go into some of these places, uh, uh, you know, for textiles and the vehicles you mentioned and uh, building materials for sure. Uh, you'll see these uh, warehouse distribution centers, the Home Depots of the world, and, you know, not to plug other uh, lows, you know, not to leave anybody out, but these different companies will see an increase in sales for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have to. Uh Anthony, I know in the manufacturing sector, particularly for durable goods, manufacturers are looking out six months, nine, 12 months, because that's their production cycle. So their new orders really tells us what's happening uh, half a year or more out. Is there a similar uh, time span for non-manufacturing? Is it shorter, longer, about the same? Your mileage may vary. I like saying that because, you know, going back to what I said earlier about the the sector being so eclectic uh, from something like management of companies or or having a consulting firm, professional scientific technical services, those type of companies may have longer lead times as they sign engagements and then they have starting dates versus something that's more uh, commodity-based like wholesale, uh, warehousing, transportation. you know, the cycle time varies according to uh, the specific industry and the companies within that industry. So that's why it's it's hard to say. I will say the only thing I can say uh, is that it is definitely shorter than what you see on the manufacturing side. We're not putting out airplanes that we have, you know, a two, three-year window. Uh, mm-hmm. There's cars in here, but again, we see how fast they put out cars, whether they're imported or, you know, or domestic rather, uh, with all the robotics and everything else, but again, it just it, it it's it's a open-ended question uh, attributed to or correlating to uh, the particular industry. How are the refineries doing down in the Houston area? Are they coming back online, or are they uh, terribly disrupted by Hurricane Harvey? 
What are comments? Uh, what the comments are telling us from the respondents that yeah, they're terribly disrupted, and I don't know exactly what's online yet. Um, I do know that uh, it has impacted um, output and continuity of supply in, in those regional areas. Okay. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how. All I know is I'm paying about eighty cents a gallon more for gas here in New Jersey, and that's before Governor Christie put into effect the new state gas tax. He wants to give the state one last blow to the chest (laughs) before he leaves. Now, Anthony, you also have coming up fairly soon a annual update, if I've got the the, uh, title right, in December um, yes, the semi-annual forecast yes, that we yes, do. Right. Yes, yeah, that that based will be on, um, in early December. Based on the May one, has anything significantly changed since May? I I think from what we're seeing, and and the fourth quarter still has to um, uh, come into play here. But what mm-hmm. we're seeing right now that we're definitely ahead of what we were initially forecasting is. I think it was a little bit more conservative outlook, uh, even though we had some uh, good uh, good uh, information coming from our respondents. I think that uh, it's more optimistic right now than it was you know, going back to uh, May. And, uh, again, just what we were talking about, some of these rebuilding efforts are going to stimulate uh, spending, uh, spending that was unforeseen uh, going back to May. Paying paid by the infamous insurance companies. What What is the date of that uh, December uh, report? I will tell you, and right, I will look that up for you. That date for December is the 8th. The 8th, okay. Well, we're going to want to be sure to get a hold of you on that. That's going to be an important report for us. Uh, we both does... release at the same time manufacturing and non-manufacturing. Excellent, excellent. Anthony, does your report, uh, as Tim Fiore's does and Brad used to talk about it, correlate to some GDP number uh, each month or each quarter? Yes, when, and that's, that's a great question. When we look at the composite index and you look at the relationship between the NMI and the overall economy, it indicates that the 59.8% that we've had for this month corresponds to a 4.2% increase in uh, GDP when on, you look at it on an annualized basis. Okay. And that's beginning, obviously, to drag up the, the first quarter, whatever that awful number was. It's usually not very good in the first quarter. <laughs> but it's looking like we could finish the year in the threes. Is that Consistent with what you're seeing? Yes, yes. I think that uh, when we look at it across the board and average it out, yes, we'll be we'll be north of three uh, on the GDP for sure. And to your point, we were down, you know, in the low twos for for beginning of the year. So it's it's definitely moved up. So President Trump's prognostication of us reaching three to four percent GDP may actually come to pass. Uh, it looks that way. All indications are that uh, based on what the respondents are telling us, that the fourth quarter is going to be a good one. So time will tell, and uh, I like to remain optimistic about it as you know, myself. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. 
I uh, just want to touch on one more area, Anthony, before we let you go. Uh, new export orders and imports, they seem to be cooking along fairly strong. Definitely. Um, you know, they they haven't had a real large increase month-to-month uh, month still at 56 for export and uh, imports at 52. And uh, we saw the uh, imports kind of wane a little bit uh, with the holiday season over in Asia and other geopolitical issues that came up across in Europe and whatnot. But uh, imports, for the most part, we still are heavily reliant on imports uh, for certain um, industries, uh, especially in retail and wholesale and whatnot. And new export orders, uh, it's interesting, you know, as we, what we, people ask me all the time, what do we really export from the non-manufacturing side? And it's it's knowledge management, uh, information. Uh, we see those uh, particular areas, and I say knowledge management. We may not be doing the programming, uh, the tactical programming, but a lot of the strategies developed and exported from this country. You see it in the professional scientific technical services, management of companies, uh, those areas. And, and again, I mentioned information. Well, although eclectic, you certainly uh, report on a very interesting sector of the economy and a a large one. Anything else uh, in summary you can share with us, Anthony? Well, I I look at this report, and um, over the past uh, three months, uh, going back two months ago, we had that little bit of a cooling off period, but it was still uh, exhibiting growth um, month to month. And then we had a nice uh, strong month last month uh, with 55.3, and now we see this uh, uptick that we've had to 59.8, and uh, what I really like is that we're seeing manufacturing also having uh, significant rates of growth as well, which means that with both sectors doing it, uh, going through this, this period of growth, this, this nice rate of growth, it's uh, giving us a good indication of what's going on in the overall economy. Great. Well, thank you very much for being with us, Anthony. We always appreciate your input on this report. And- Thanks again for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. Keep up the well, good thank work. Thank you. I appreciate Keep it. Thank you, work. gentlemen. Thank you. Okay. And I'll take all the credit about... for it, as long as it's going good. How about a yellow jack? <laughs> <laughs> we, want, we want everyone to know that this report, Anthony pulled this up by his bootstrap. So he did a great That's job. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Anthony. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. You, you too. too. And we've been speaking with Anthony Nieves, who is the committee chair for the non-manufacturing report on business. We encourage people to go to instituteforsupplymanagement.org to find these reports under their news and research section. Um, You can also come to us at mfgtalkradio.com for any of our shows or some additional information. News articles that we put out, a lot of great information at mfgtalkradio.com. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll be back with you soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.